Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to the Vineyard Community Church. As we continue on in the series we're doing called, Do You Want to Get Well? And this series is uh, based on an encounter that Jesus has with a man uh, at the pool of Bethesda. This man is not well at all. He hasn't been well for a long, long time. He's in a place of healing, and yet he hasn't been healed. Jesus sees him when really nobody else was seeing him any longer. And, and he has a discussion with him, and, and he extends to him the kingdom of God with the question, do you want to get well? And I've been saying to you that this is, is a, an amazing question. I've been pondering this question for years, and years uh, in, in, a, in a fairly deep way, and I've been taking you with me on this journey now for the last 20 weeks. We're in week 21, and I, I don't know where it's going to end yet, but uh, I have more to say. So uh, until I run out of stuff to say, I guess. Um, the question is just so powerful as, as believers because it, it keeps us, um, I think, moving towards the Lord for life because it's a great question to ask in, in virtually every area of life. Do I really want to get well in this area of life, in areas where, where I'm not you know, really well yet, in, in places where I'm stuck, places where change isn't taking place, cha- places where um, I'd like to see, you know, some overcoming taking place in, in life. And so it's, I think it's a great question to ask. And, and then uh, to decide to choose to do things God's way. And we said that's kind of the heart of this whole series is, is uh, are we going to do things God's way or do we want to do things our way? And oftentimes we sort of settle into our way. Um, we get complacent. I think we often get just kind of stuck in the familiar um, because even though familiar may not be good um, or the best thing, it's familiar. And, and we'll, we'll get stuck there oftentimes. And we've talked about this, the dynamic of the battle that goes on around us as the enemy tries to steal life from us by keeping us trapped in things that aren't good for us. He, he was rendered virtually powerless at the cross because of what Jesus did. And yet he he has uh, in his uh, tool bag, if you would, tricks and deceptions and lies and schemes. That's all he's got. And in Christ, we can say absolutely no to every one of them. Um, but we choose how we're going to do it. And oftentimes, just by default, in not pressing into the things the Lord would have, we end up in, in, uh, in that territory where there's no life. And so... We've spent weeks talking about the, the tricks and, the, and the, the traps and the deceptions of the enemy. We've spent weeks talking about how we press into the Lord and developing some spiritual disciplines. And then now for the last few weeks, I've been talking about um, how Jesus encountered people and how by encouraging them, their lives were transformed and changed. And, and I've been saying to you that, that as people who have been encouraged, and we looked at scriptures of this, um, by God, in areas that we needed to be encouraged in, we're also to encourage others, and that Jesus was demonstrating this model of ministry to us, and, and that encouraging well, which is what we've been talking about, is something that the entire church should be doing, that every person, virtually of every age, can be actively involved in encouraging well, and it's, it's what Jesus demonstrates time after time after time throughout the Bible, throughout the scriptures in the New Testament, encounter, encounter, encounter. We see Jesus encouraging people, and that the result is that their lives are changed. Um, th- this, this 
understanding of, of encouragement, to put courage into someone, we've said, is what it means. To put courage someone into trust in Jesus, to, to live for him because he loves them and he wants them to experience now and forever full and abundant life. And, and in, in that trusting in him, I'm breaking free from the tricks and the traps and the deceptions that are stealing life away from us in so many areas. And so um, we, we've, we've talked about uh, over the last few weeks, these encounters he had. We looked at the encounter with Matthew, the tax collector. We looked at the encounter he had with Peter, who had failed um, so, so de- desperately. We, we looked at an encounter with um, a woman caught in adultery, and how in each of those encounters, um, Jesus encouraged them, and their lives were changed. And, and uh, last week, I talked about uh, the importance to me of, of how amazing it is, is how Jesus sees people in these situations. That he sees with these amazing eyes. And we, we talked last week about the importance of seeing like God sees. Of seeing the way that Jesus saw people and still sees people. The beauty of their potential and what that means. And, and so seeing like that is a huge part of encouraging well. But today I want to talk about another facet of encouraging well. And this is about listening well. We, we, we need to be people who listen well. Um, I have three quotes that I found on the internet. These are all from anonymous sources because probably nobody wants to own them, but I thought you might like them. One advantage of talking to yourself is that you know at least somebody's listening. Conversation is a vocal competition in which the one who is catching his breath is called the listener. Last one, and I know why this one's anonymous. My wife says I never listen to her. At least I think that's what she said. (laughs) No no guy's going to own up to that one. (laughs) The scripture reading for today is out of Proverbs chapter 8, verse 32 through 35. Now then, my son, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Listen to my instruction and be wise. Do not ignore it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. Whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. Blessed be the word of the Lord. So Jesus models listening well. That's the first point. He models listening well. He's going to show us how to do it like he does everything else. Remember, Jesus is our model for life and ministry. If you, if you want to know what it's supposed to look like, life, what ministry is supposed to look like, you can look to Jesus and he's demonstrating it. He's humanity as God intended it to be. And so we can look to him for everything. And he models this idea of listening well. And so there's this other encounter I want to look at. I love seeing how Jesus operates in these encounters because I think it really helps us see what this looks like in life. And this uh, encounter is with a man named Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus. And... Uh, some people have labeled Bartimaeus, you might have heard of, they call him blind Bartimaeus, because he's blind. But uh, Bartimaeus is his name. And in Mark chapter 10, verse 46 through 52, this is what we find out about Bartimaeus. Then they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, that is the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. 
So they called to the blind men, cheer up, on your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you, Jesus asked him. The blind men said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Now, I love this encounter. Um, first off, the crowd responds the way that most of us do because we don't often see the way that God sees and we don't hear what we need to hear. The crowd, while they were hearing the man at one level, they never took it in. Instead, they just tell him to knock it off and be quiet. But Jesus hears Bartimaeus and calls him forward. I always get a kick out of the reaction of the crowd. The same crowd that was telling him to shut up just a minute ago is now telling him to cheer up. Don't you love that? Shut up. Shh, shh. Oh, Jesus is calling you. Come on. Cheer up. Same exact people. What's the difference? Well, Jesus is hearing and showing what hearing looks like. Just reaching out to this man who's crying out because he can't see. Jesus is going by, passing right by. And Bartimaeus knows that this is what's happening. So he's crying out louder and louder. And so um, we often miss and don't hear what we need to hear. And, and in that encounter, we, we see Jesus really moving into this whole idea of, of listening well and what that looks like. And, and so Bartimaeus is going to come up to him and Jesus is going to heal him. And, and uh, that's this great encouraging encounter that takes place because Jesus was listening. He models listening. And that's the second point as well, that, that Jesus encouraged his disciples to listen well. He's demonstrating listening, and he wants them to listen well as too. Matthew 13, 8 through 13. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. He who has ears, let him hear. And the disciples came to him and asked, Why do you speak to the people in parables? He replied, The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more, and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from them. This is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. Jesus wants his followers, his disciples, to hear and understand. See, it's not that we don't have the necessary equipment, most of us. We have eyes to see and we have ears to hear. But are we seeing and are we listening? And, and, and he keeps demonstrating to us what that looks like seeing the beauty of people's potential and listening into what people are really saying, getting to the hearts of what people are saying, to listen with depth and, and with feeling, to, to take it to a deeper level, um, just like we need to with our eyes. And so the question is, you know, how good are you at listening? Um, as a culture, we are terrible listeners. We've gotten worse over time. Um, mostly I think because there's been so much um, other stimulus now. Um, you know, we have so many ways to occupy ourselves with all these electrical inventions and everything that we have that we don't spend much time just in conversation the way people used to. We don't have much of it. Um, we, we are content to sit in front of our computers and our televisions and allow them to do the talking for us or just kind of hang out with them, and so we have often, um, we've missed out on the, the idea of what communication was look, looks like, what conversation looks like, the give and take of a conversation. Our attention spans have grown 
um, less and less over time. I just read a study today uh, on uh, grandparents.com. And, and uh, I'm a grandparent, so I can look at that thing now. And uh, in this study, it was about listening. And they, they, uh, they did a study in, um, in the year 2000, our average attention span was 12 seconds. And in the year 2012, our average attention span is 8 seconds. And then they threw in a stat that the average attention span of a goldfish is 9 seconds. So we have less attention <laughs> than a goldfish. How's that? Um, and, and so we have an issue. And, and I think a lot of it is just, like I said, we, we just, we like things, we just, and, and, and so we're, we're missing out on this very vital piece of life. And it's an extremely important piece of encouraging well is listening. Because um, people are desperate for someone to listen to them, to, to, to hear them and understand them. Let's that be the definition for listening, to hear and to understand, to somehow validate what they're feeling and experiencing in life. And so learning to listen well will make you an extremely encouraging person. In that article that I was reading, it's, it, that, it said that listening well was the number one um, trait and characteristic that, that people look for in other people uh, and, and uh, it's the one that they respond to most often as, as people that they think really make a difference is listening. Isn't it fascinating? Just listening. Listening well is, is that encouraging in people's lives. Think about it. Nobody really listens anymore. Um, we, we live in a society where oftentimes to get someone to listen we'll pay them great deals of money and call it counseling and go just so someone will listen to us in the process. And yet we can make a huge impact on, on this culture now with this next um, tool that the Lord's given us. He's teaching us to see the way he sees, not just, you know, dismissing people, uh, but seeing past, seeing the beauty of their potential here, and now being people that listen well, because it's life-changing. People need someone to listen to them. And so how do we do that? That's the third thing. How do we listen well? Since it's such a big deal, how do we listen well? And, and fortunately, the Bible teaches us how to do these things. In the book of James, there's, um, there's some very simple but powerful advice in a, in a verse there about listening well. And let me just say right off the bat that the reason that we're, we're bad listeners, there's all this other input and everything going on as well, but, but the primary reason is selfishness. We're just selfish. It's easier not to listen um, for us than, than it is to really stop and listen, which means hearing and understanding in the process. Here's a verse out of James. Chapter 1, verse 19, this is out of the NIV. My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. Same verse, message paraphrase. That's the one we're going to dig into. Exact same verse. Post this at all the intersections, dear friends. Lead with your ears, follow up with your tongue, and let anger straggle along in the rear. Three things that we need to work on to become better listeners, to listen well. First point A there is lead with your ears. Lead with your ears. James 1.19, post this at the intersections, dear friend, lead with your ears. So the first thing is this, we won't become good listeners unless we decide to be. It won't happen by itself. Um, we have to make a decision that we're going to listen well. 
And, and what's really happening here is we're going to make a conscious decision to be other-centered in this area, to, to move past ourselves, and, and to truly listen and try and understand. And so you have to choose to listen in an involved way. And, and, and demonstrating that you're interested in paying attention is part of that process. And, and don't let your mind wander when you're listening to someone. This is where it gets tricky. And, and don't look at your watch. And, and, and keep eye contact. And don't start texting somebody else. Have you ever, have, have you, are you fascinated by, I'm fascinated by that. I mean, I, and I, don't get me wrong, I got a smartphone in my pocket and you see me, I got iPads everywhere, I can't do anything anymore without them. I got three up there or something. Um, I, I'm, I'm fascinated when I go out to, to, uh, to eat somewhere, which isn't all that often, but when I go out to eat, when I look around at restaurants, how many people sitting down at the tables in restaurants are texting people, other people? It fascinates me. That wouldn't, you know, we didn't have the technology, but people, when they used to sit around the table, used to eat, they used to talk. They'd eat and talk and listen. And, and they would have conversation. And I'm shocked at how many people are sitting there texting. Uh, and, I, you know, it's, but it's, it's part of the deal. There's someone right in front of you. Yeah, yeah, but it's easier to chat with this person than the text. Is, and isn't texting weird too? I think that's another reason we don't listen well. Texting is, 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 is just, I, I have this joke I, I do with people sometimes. Because I, I, you know how people, I don't know if you guys text, but people are texting. And they text me all the time, and, and I can't see the phone, to, so it's frustrating. And then my fingers are a little big, so I'm just old enough that it frustrates me to have to try and text somebody back. Uh, um, but, but I get it, and so, you, so these things are happening. But people make such a big deal out of it. And now, now they're coming out with software because it, because it, that reads your text to you, right? So that's, oh, you can, and I, I want to say, wait, wait a minute. You can just make a phone call. <laughs> Fascinating. They've had this for a long time. Let's skip the texting and skip the translation of the texting into somebody else's voice. How about you just dial? Boom, hello. Oh, well, no, now you can text and then have it read to you. I, and I'm like, I, I don't get it, seriously. Wouldn't, I mean, could you imagine, I always think, like, if, if they hadn't figured out how to talk over the phone and texting was first, when they, that everybody would have switched to talking over the phone when it was possible, don't you? Wow, we can actually talk now. We don't have to type anymore. Cool. No. So. Eye contact. Lead with your ears. You've got to really focus in, and you've got to just listen. Then follow up with your tongue. James 1.19, follow up with your tongue. So that's B, follow up with your tongue. So follow is the trick there. Um, don't stop listening. Here's, here's how we generally do this, and tell me if you, you agree. When we're in a conversation with someone normally... We let them say three or four words. Then we immediately figure out we know exactly what they're going to tell us. We start to, at that point, quit listening altogether, and we're forming our response. And now we're just watching intently for them to take a breath. Because the moment they go, we're launching out with what we have to say. And we do that back and forth. We don't really listen at all. Just enough that we think we know and, you know, well, obviously they want to hear what I have to say about it. You know, listening, a lot of times, it's not about what you say at all. In fact, it's, sometimes it's not saying anything other than engaging them that you're listening. By, by you know, saying words that say, I'm listening. You know, I, I'm kind of sort of repeating what they're saying. But, but 
Um, it's, it's about listening. It's not just about waiting for your chance to speak. And, and like I said, a lot of times, it's not about fixing people. I think sometimes we think that, that every conversation that we have, someone is looking for us to, to fix whatever it is they're going through. And most times they don't, by far, most times they're not looking for a fix. They just need to get it off their chest. They just need someone that would listen to what they're going through. Somebody, anybody. Just listen. I think, you know, because I think people start, I think I'm going crazy. I need so somebody just tell me, yeah, everybody goes through that. I need, I need someone to listen in this life that cares. And so it's, it's really more just about letting the other person speak and be heard. That's, that's what you've got to remember when it comes to listening. Because when you really start listening, you get a, there's a lot of stuff that will come at you. Some of it's really hard. I have people tell me hard stories all the time. And if I thought I had to fix it, I couldn't take it. I couldn't because it's hard enough. But a lot of times they just need someone to listen. And then to pray for them or encourage them or love them or just tell them that's terrible. You know, it's hard that you're sorry. That life is hard. But, but, but it's just a matter of listening. And taking it in. And then last little point, because this is the other time we have trouble. Let anger straggle along in the rear. James 119C, and let anger straggle along in the rear. See, if, if you get frustrated while you're listening, um, one of the normal reasons is that you're being selfish and, and you're just not wanting to, to listen. Um, there, there's some other possibilities. Um, it could be that you're distracted, and, 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 um, and it's just not a reasonable time to kind of stop what you're doing. And I, I, I experience that sometimes. People want to, and I say, listen, I really do want to listen, but right now, if I, if I sit with you right now, I'm distracted, you're not going to get me fully listening. I, I try and be as upfront as I can. I got like six things going on in my brain. You're going to, I'm multitasking right now. I can't shut it all down. Can we find a better time? Can, can we pick a time when I'm not going to have so many things running through my brain? That's, that's one thing that you have to say, and, and you can do it later. And then, you know, if you do that, make sure you follow up on it. Um, and then, you know, in, in some extreme cases, sometimes you're just being held hostage by somebody, and, and at that point, you need to do whatever you can to escape uh, the conversation. But it's finding the balance in those things and being available to, to listen well. And to take this listening idea to a deeper level. And, and, and ultimately, this is what I, what I think is it's sort of a golden rule principle. You know, the Matthew seven twelve principle. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. Um, you. You need to listen to people the way you want to be listened to. And, and I think if we would do that, it would make a significant difference. So, so that's the next thing that, that Jesus really wants us to take in and... and uh, to make a part of this encouraging. We need to see people the way he does, and, and now we need to really work on listening well because it's one of the most encouraging things we can do. And, and so, you know, start at home. Um, start, start where you can. Try and listen well. Try and, and catch yourself when you're not listening well. Really try and catch yourself. Um, uh, one of the exercises you can, can really work on in this process is not thinking about what you're going to say before the other person stops. Try it. You, you, at first, it'll be very difficult because most everyone does that. And really, you've got to start pushing that down and just listen. Don't, don't come up with what you need to say. It'll come when, you, when it needs to. It's fascinating how brain, your brain will work um, very quickly.
when it, when it needs to. But we, we just move ahead. I read somewhere in that study that I was talking about earlier that your brain can, can comprehend people giving you 400 words a minute and most people talk at 125 words a minute and that's one of the problems is our brain has all this free time and so it starts thinking about the bills you got to pay and uh, you know how your mind wanders right somebody's talking and all of a sudden part of your brain is doing something completely different well, well that's what you have to stop and focus in and just listen and, and, and train yourself to be a good listener good listeners will change this culture change the world for Jesus if we could be a, a people that listen well Ah, make a huge difference. And so that's what Jesus is modeling in that conversation. And that's good enough for today. If you're watching by video, thank you so much. You're on television. We appreciate you. We know how valuable your time is. And uh, if you need prayer, you can go to our website, keysvineyard.com, find the prayer page, and uh, shoot us a prayer request, and we'd be happy to pray for you. Please come and visit us sometime if you're in the area. We'd love to have you be a part of what's going on here. And so we hope to see you soon.